Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome to WTIC's Pet Talk. Today, Lori Fast takes your pet behavior questions. This is a show for you and your best friend. Call in now at 522-WTIC, 1-800-966-WTIC, or star WTIC from your cell phone if you have AT&T Wireless. And now, Pet Talk. Hello, and Welcome to this week's edition of Pet Talk. If you're a regular listener to the show, then uh, you know that um, this show is unique and that it isn't always about me and the behavior edition. It sometimes is the veterinary edition. And it's an I alternate between myself and Dr. Dennis from the Bloomfield Animal Hospital. And uh, it sometimes gets a little confusing because this time slot is shared by sports programming. Um, and we don't know, I don't always do a straight rotation. So I just wanted to share with people that come the month of August, um, I'm going to be back for the first Saturday in August, which is going to be next week, which is the 5th, which is, you know, again, not a typical rotation where I do two weeks in a row, but I'm going to now. And then uh, on the 12th is going to be Dr. Dennis. Then on the 19th, there's not going to be a show because of uh, a Red Sox game. And then on the 26th is going to be Dr. Dennis. So I'm here next week. If you want to call in with a medical question, um, stay tuned for the 12th and the 26th. And if you want to listen to Red Sox, that's going to be on the 19th. So I usually post that on my website, um, but uh, I don't think I put those dates up yet. And the month of September, I think there's going to be a pet talk show every Saturday in the month of September. I'm just not sure who's going to be covering which date. So when I do know that, I will post it on my website. But um, for right now, uh, I'm not really sure, but pretty sure there's going to be pet talk every week in September. Uh, do we have a call? Yes. Okay. We have a call. So now we'll see my amazing button pushing skills can put them on the air. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Hi, is this Dennis? This is Dennis. Hi, Dr. Dennis. I'm not Dr. Dennis. I just, were okay. you listening? Were you oh listening? Oh my God. I, I, I was, but, um, <laughs> and you were saying when she's going to be on, but you have a similar voice. For some reason. That's so funny. Well, a lot of people get us confused. Um, and sometimes when I say to people, I'm not Dr. Dennis, people don't believe me and they keep calling me doctor. And I say, I'm not Dr. Dennis. <laughs> no, I believe you. Okay. So now that we've got that cleared, cleared up, do you have a question for me or do you want to wait for Dr. Dennis? 
Um, well, I'm going to call Dr. Dennis back, but I would just like to um, speak to your show because uh, last week um, I had a cat, um, the fat man, who had been missing for quite some time. Okay. And um, she spoke to me, and she theorized, like I did, that maybe someone has him, and, you know, he's just in there. Uh, um, but anyway, um, I spoke with her at around a little past 1 o'clock last week. Okay. Um, at 8.30 that night, my cat, who had been missing for 11 days, um, at 8.30 at night, um, was standing in my front porch and just walked in after being gone for 11 days. Yep. He just went for a walk in the park. <laughs> well, who knows? Home. Who knows what he was doing for those days? I mean, I had a cat. I used to live on um, Gerard Avenue, which is on the west end of um, Hartford. It's kind yeah. of across. Okay, it's sort of across from Sisson Avenue, and I lived on a first floor apartment. And somebody was watching my cats and left the window open. Not too smart. Oh, but no. anyway, so one of my cats disappeared, and. Um, uh, this is probably off topic of pet talk, but I'm going to say it anyway. Okay, uh, there's an astrologer who specializes in something called horary astrology, where they you it's like a predictive astrology thing. Yeah, and uh, this guy he still practices. His name is Alfie Lavoie. So I said, well, you know, what do I got to lose, right? So he said your cat will come back either in ten hours or in ten days. And um, you know, I wasn't like I wanted to leave the window open every day because yeah. all right. So ten hours later, no cat. That, kept the window closed, everything locked up. Ten days later, I popped the window open and, you know, kind of locked the door, so put a chair under there in case somebody besides my cat came. And ten days later, yep, there's my cat. So, you know, I've heard of cats and dogs coming back quite a bit of time later. And, you yeah. know, obviously the cat was eating something. Um, I don't know what, but, you know, it, it do definitely does happen. So, <laughs> um. Uh, interestingly enough, um, I was someplace yesterday and um, where I had one of his flyers posted with his picture on it and all of my credentials. And um, I said, oh, I get to take, I'm taking all my posters down because my cat came back. And um, I said, the cat was gone. And simultaneously, when I was saying that, um, she said at the same time I did, for 11 days. And I said, how did you know my cat was gone for 11 days? And she said, um... I have lots of friends who are cat people, and it's very common for a cat to just go away for 11 days. So 10 days huh. is pretty close, but she said they do that. And I said, this cat doesn't <laughs> leave my sight usually, and he was orphaned, so he sticks around the yard. Both of my cats are indoor-outdoor, but he just, you know... Well, well, that's a weird bit of trivia. She was saying park. that uh, people who know a lot about cats who go missing, that they go on like a 10 or 11 day kind of something, well, little adventure of some sort. Yes. Well, she said she's had several, many friends, over a dozen friends who have cats who have had a cat that has specifically gone away for 11 days. Ooh, this sounds no like a thing. secret cat society it's, conspiracy. With thinking, <laughs> yeah. Well, they do that, but. They no, you know, that's in between the cats. They don't tell us anything about it. Yeah, so well, that's strange. That's it. interesting. I thought it was funny that um, someone was familiar with a cat being gone for seven days and knows many. Yeah, people. well, I thought you were going to tell me something completely different. Like they read your poster and that there was a date on it and they were keeping track of it. Not that. Oh, yeah, that's the normal amount of time cats disappear for. <laughs> I had one cat who was um, when I lived in a more rural area, which was up in. Norfolk, Connecticut, and um, 
he went away for a whole summer one time. And then came back? Yeah, he came back. He, you know, he left at the end of May. And then, um, you know, at the start of September, he came home. Wow. Yeah. Well, you, I mean, it is a really interesting question. What happens when these cats do that? I, you know, I'm, I guess they'd have I'm to have some little tracker or something like that. Well, that's actually what I'm planning on doing um, is getting him one of those uh, Apple Air Tags for his flea collar. Okay. So well, um, I understand they work pretty well. I, I think they have a pretty good range. So we just need to make sure that, uh, you know, that it stays on there because cats also have a very uh, are very good at getting rid of things that are on their neck. Or, you know, um, I was watching a video. Um, I don't even remember where I saw it. I go off on these tangents watching things. But it was somebody who had set up a camera and a microphone so they could watch their cat. And their cat was going into the cabinet and opening the cabinet. And so on the microphone, the guy said, hey, what are you doing? Don't do that. And then the cat stopped doing it. And he said, don't go in there. What's wrong with you? Or something like that. At which point the cat started focusing on the camera and the microphone. And then you can see the cat getting closer and closer to the camera. The cat jumps up and swats the whole thing down. That's the end of that. (laughs) Well, what I had done with my cat is, since he was missing for 11 days, I was not letting him out. I said, I'm never letting him out as long as he lives. And so um, yesterday was day six of him being quarantined. And then um, he was finally like, just going crazy yeah. to go outside. Yeah. So I went back outside um, last night, and I hung out with him, and he hadn't been out since he'd been home. And uh, he just did his routine around the yard and in the backyard and checked out the garage. And then he came back in for a while, and then he went back out. And he's just like his normal self. Now he's on his routine. He was out this morning, and then it started to rain, so he came in. Well, I'll tell and- you what. If you, if you put the tracker on your cat, and he disappears again, and and he's, you know, wandering about somewhere. Let's say you discover, I don't know, I'm just making this up, that he's like half a mile away at some apple farm. I don't know. Would you then go try to track him down where he is and get him and bring him back? Um, I don't think so. No, I just want to know where the heck he is. No, I, you know, and that's the thing. Um. Both of my cats are miserable if they have to stay inside all the yeah. time. Yeah, well, once a cat gets used to going outside, it's very difficult to tell them that they're not going to do it anymore unless they're older and they've just had enough of that. But, um, yeah, okay, well, if you do that and and you, ha- you could even have, like, a little – uh, blog about it or <laughs> put up some kind of video because I think I, I'm I would be interested to know where this cat went so I'm sure other people would be too so if if that if it comes to that then you got to call back in and talk to me and tell me what happened okay deal oh, I certainly will okay okay all righty well that you. sounds interesting okay we need to go to a break so we'll be re- thanks for calling Dennis I appreciate okay. your call okay all right bye-bye take care bye-bye well, I had no Hello and welcome back to WTIC's Pet Talk. You're listening to Lori Fass on this behavior edition of the show. And if you'd like to call in, the numbers are 860-522-WTIC, which translates to 860 522 
1-800-848-9842. And if you want to talk to me, but you really don't want to call into the radio, that's okay too. You can contact me through all my contact information on my website, which is lauriefassdogtraining.com. And you can email me, you can call me off the air, and that's great too. But I do like getting calls when I'm on the air because uh, that way I don't just have to talk all by myself. But I do want to talk about something that um, was on the news recently. And I could probably do a whole show on this, but I'm, gonna, I'm not going to get too carried away, but I might continue to talk about it after the break, depending on how it goes. But there was recently a news story about a police dog who um, bit it was actually the the guy that he bit was um, a trucker. He was driving an 18-wheeler. And apparently the state police in Ohio were following him down the road. And I think they were stopping him because he had a missing mud flap. And there seemed to be a lot of police on this. So I, I think mud flaps are there to prevent the truck from kicking things back at um, drivers that are following them behind. But in any case, the state police wanted him to pull over and he was getting nervous. He didn't want to pull over. And uh, then he did finally pull over. And somebody from the local police department also arrived on the scene. The person from the local police department had a police dog. And the basic premise of the story or the idea of the story that everybody is upset about and I certainly could see why, is that the um, police dog was sent to attack the guy from the truck who was a 20-year-old young black man who, you know, had his hands up. He was clearly surrendering. And uh, the state police said at least three or four times, do not unleash your dog. Do not unleash your dog. And well, I guess we know the end of that story. That didn't happen. So, you know, I, I watch this video and I watched it multiple times to see, you know, what exactly was going on here. So, you know, the local police guy whose name I don't know what it is, although he's suspended, if not fired, um, and in, in a heap load of trouble, Um when the state police were saying, don't do that, don't, you know, don't unleash your dog, he, it was like over his head totally. But to be honest with you, it looked to me as from a training point of view. And before you say, well, what do you know about uh, dogs that do bite work? Well, I was trained by Captain Haggerty, who is very well known as a trainer. He's no longer with us. But he did a big business with guard dogs. <laughs> and uh, so it wasn't my original intention to learn about this stuff, but you pretty much can't study with Captain Haggerty without learning about guard dogs. So, you know, I just wanted to preface what I was saying with that so that uh, people didn't think I was just, you know, being emotionally reactive to this stuff. But so the guy that had the police dog gets out of his police car with his dog and he's holding the dog, looks to me, by the collar. And if he's not holding the dog by the collar, it was a very short something that he was hanging on to. So the dog was already unleashed. He was just hanging on to him by the collar. The other thing was the dog clearly thought this was, oh, yay, I get to jump out of the car and bite somebody. The dog was all fired up. And if you're looking at the the canine officer and the canine dog walking from the other side of the highway across the sort of lumpy, grassy area, 
They're walking. Yeah, I mean, the guy is not looking real steady on his feet. And, you know, the both of them looked like they were out of control. The, the cop was not listening to what the state police were saying. The dog was already, like, chomping at the bit to do what he thought he was supposed to be doing. I mean, they're trained to bite, and they do like biting. They probably like biting as much as uh, my youngest dog, Arrow, likes playing Frisbee. So he thought, whoa, yeah, we get to bite somebody. So then when he finally got to the other side of the road and this is probably my favorite part of this video he and and I shouldn't make light of it but it was a little weird and and I don't even know if people are paying attention to this part but when he got to the other side of the road uh he lets go of the collar well when he lets go of the collar he's facing away from the guy who had his hands up and started running towards one of the state police guys now I don't know what would have happened if he got up to the state police guy, if he would have thought that was the person he was supposed to bite. Um, but as he was approaching the state police guy, the the dog handler called his dog back and was waving his arms around. I, I'm not really even sure what he was saying, but, you know, he was like trying to redirect the dog. And I'm pretty sure dogs that do police bite work are not trained to bite decoys wearing police uniforms. <laughs> I'm guessing. Okay. So he probably saw the state police guy and said, hmm, yeah, this isn't looking like my usual uh, person that I'm supposed to bite. So in any case, he drops the collar. He lets go of the dog. The dog's going the wrong darn way, headed towards the state police. So then he's flagging the dog down. And instead of telling his dog to come to him, which Probably would have been a nice thing to do. He's flagging his dog to him. And then at some point, his arm like kind of points out like over there, over there towards this poor kid who's standing there with his arms up in the air. Um, And that's when the dog starts biting the kid. Okay, and for whatever reason, which, you know, I I think I'm going to end up talking about this after the break. But police dogs are not trained to let go on a verbal command. They only let go when you pry their mouth off. Uh, and I was told, well, that's because we don't want somebody else to tell them to let go, as if that would happen. That's not going to happen, guys. You know, I hate to tell you. So not having the dog properly under control, not be calling the dog to recall, not having a verbal command to let somebody go meant that this local police guy had to now go over to the dog and pry him off of this guy. And in the meantime, you can see the state police kind of like rubbing their head, shaking their head, looking all stressed out, which I don't blame them. But we're going to talk more about it after the break. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Welcome back to WTIC's Pet Talk. You're listening to Lori Fass on this behavior edition of the show. Um, I was explaining earlier that I alternate the show with Dr. Dennis, who does the veterinary edition of the show. And sometimes the rotations are confusing. So just to let you know, I'm going to be on again next week. So if you wanted to call in but you couldn't quite formulate your question or you didn't get you didn't you didn't think of it just yet, you get a second opportunity to call in next week. But if you want to call in right now, uh, the lines are open and the numbers are eight six zero five two two W T I C, which is eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. And if you'd like to call in when Dr. Dennis is on, she'll be on the twelfth and the twenty sixth of this month. And on the nineteenth is going to be Red Sox. So if you have a pet related question, you don't want to call in on the nineteenth. So anyway, before the break, I was talking about the news story about. Um, a local police dog that despite state police telling them to not unleash his dog, he dog wasn't even on a leash to begin with. So uh, he, he was holding him by the collar and uh, it was a truck driver who they pulled over for not having a mud flap. And uh, the guy who had the dog, the officer who was supposed to be in control of this dog, um, got to the other side of the highway and just I don't know if he did it on purpose or not. He looked to me like whatever he did was pretty out there and not under control because, as I said before the break, when he let go of the collar, the dog was going the wrong way. The dog was headed towards one of the state police officers. Nice going, dude. So obviously you don't really know. Your handling skills leave a lot to be desired here. But, um, you know, there's just certain things, you know, honestly, this, this has kind of brought up a lot of, 
this is all over the internet. If you want to get details, you can watch the video. Uh, It's all over the place. A lot of people are bringing up objections to the whole concept of using police dogs anyway. And um, I'm going to tell you a little bit about how I feel about that. Uh, To me, a police dog is a type of a service dog. And I believe that service dogs work as a team with their handler. So if the handler is a little sketchy or not great doing what they're supposed to be doing, I can't very well expect the service dog, whatever the service is, whether it's police service, guide dog, or whatever, to be doing a very good job either. Um, And that's one of the reasons that I'm not a real big fan of police dogs being deployed out of sight and the handler can't see what's going on because if a dog is going to get hurt, that's well, that's going to be a time where it's hap- it's going to happen. And I've heard of multiple instances where uh, police dogs have been hurt, and they're not even in some instances really sure exactly what happened. If the person they were sending the dog on um, did it, or if the dog got hurt going over some obstacle. But I don't think that a dog should be put in that position. I just, you know, you you need to keep your dog in in view, in my opinion. Okay. The other thing is, I do, I mentioned this before, I do not get this police dogs only let go when you pry their mouth off. That's ridiculous. Okay. And, And it had been explained to me, well, you know, we don't want somebody else telling the dog to do it. If your dog has some discretion, which if it doesn't have some discretion, it shouldn't be a police dog, then it's not going to listen to somebody you just told them to go bite. They're not, dogs are not that, you know, oh, I hear the word, I'm going to do it. If it were that, if, if dogs were like that, I wouldn't waste my time at all trying to teach people how to handle their own dogs. I would train their dog, and when the dog heard this word, doesn't matter who says it, Dog's going to just do it because it heard that word. Yeah, you know, it does not work that way. I mean, I'm quite certain that I've talked about this before. So it absolutely doesn't work in that way. And, you know, as I said, I have had the experience of working with dogs doing bite work. I had one of my own dogs that I trained to do bite work. And this is like goes way back. I don't even know if. A lot of you even know the show PM Magazine. I was on PM Magazine with my dog that I had trained to do bite work. And one of the things that uh, I was demonstrating is while he was doing bite work, I was having the person who was being the decoy, you know, with the sleeve, the bad guy, whatever, tell him to stop it, let go, no, out, don't do that. And my dog didn't care at all that he was saying that. Now, if I can train a dog to not care at all, when somebody else is saying it, I'm sure the police can do the same thing and train the dog to understand a verbal command that you don't even necessarily have to be standing over your dog. So that's training point number one. Training point number two is I always tell people to be careful of what I call choreograph training, pattern training, something that you do over and over and over again. It becomes automatic. Okay, so let's just say, you know, this is a hypothetical situation here. Let's say I took my dog Arrow, who's pretty gosh darn fired up over his Frisbee, Uh, at least as fired up over his Frisbee as a dog who likes to do bite work might be fired up over getting to bite something. 
let's say I put him in my car and as soon as I let him out of the car, we're playing Frisbee, yahoo, and I had an automatic deep play button open the door, we're playing Frisbee every single time we get out of the car. And let's say that I don't ever just take him out of the car and walk him around in a calm fashion or tell him, you know, we're not playing Frisbee right now, we're just being a dog. Well, then obviously every time he gets out of the car, he's going to think, that that's what we're going to do. And I remember a news story. This was many years ago. Uh, I don't even know if you can Google search it anymore, but I thought it was pretty disturbing. I'm trying to remember where this happened. Um, It might have even been in Ohio. I don't know, but it was too long ago for me to say for sure. But what was this is how this this particular story went. Um, There was a canine officer and he had a dog and the dog was in his car. And there was somebody doing something, and the officer was chasing this guy down. So the guy, the officer chasing the guy down got to the guy that he was chasing maybe a block later. And when he got to the guy, they started getting into some sort of scuffling, wrestling, you know, some, it got a little physical. And in that physical scuffle, um, the automatic open the deploy to the dog button got pushed. So the dog, you know, was uh, deployed from the car. So, you know, you might think, oh, yeah, here comes Rin Tin Tin to help his police officer friend with this guy that's scuffling. No, that's not what happened. What happened was the dog jumped out of the car and sort of mindlessly went after the first person who was there, who happened to be a 12-year-old boy. Okay, so... Then, of course, you know, we've got the information that I just shared with you that uh, these dogs are not trained to let go on a command and certainly not from any distance. So that required now the police officer had to go all the way back a block to his dog who's chewing up this 12-year-old kid and pry the dog off the kid. Uh, Not good, (laughs) okay? So let's just say that A, we weren't pattern training the dogs. That meant sometimes when you're deployed, you're not going to just bite the first thing that's there. Uh, Let's say that we uh, also have an out command or, you know, whatever command you want. I don't know. Stop. And you can say it from up close or from far away. Then if that were the case and this happened accidentally, you would be able to tell your dog to stop from a distance. The dog would stop and that might be a good thing in this case. So, you know, I've talked to people who do uh, bite work training, and sometimes I think they're just like a little wacky just in general. I've had people that had puppies. They wanted to do obedience training, but they were planning on doing bite work. And, oh, well, we can't do that because that's going to damage the dog's drive. Oh, we don't want to do that kind of control because now the dog is not going to have the drive to do. You know what? Here's a newsflash. If your dog's drive is that fragile that introducing any kind of control is going to destroy their drive, then maybe you should get a different dog to do this. Because if you're asking a dog to do some specialized work, like guide dog work, not all dogs make it as guide dogs. Well, maybe not all dogs should be uh, police dogs either. And I know a lot of dogs are dismissed from police work uh, for not quite cutting it. But I think that this, if the standards of training were raised and the, what we expect both from the dogs and from the handlers, just from a training point of view, watching this whole thing go down, 
it was ridiculous. The guy had no control of his dog from the get-go. Uh, you know, and I think it was funny that the state police were saying, don't unleash your dog. Uh, the dog wasn't on a leash. Maybe if he had him on a leash, it would have been a bigger movement to unleash that. I have no idea what the guy, this guy was thinking. And clearly he didn't know either because when he got across the street and he just let go of the collar, the dog was going the opposite way. <laughs> what is that? So if that's not clear evidence that this whole thing was just crazy, I don't know what is. So, you know, what's the answer? Is the answer, let's just not use police dogs because we can't depend on the people that handle them and, and the dogs themselves? Or maybe the answer is let's raise the bar on what are expectations of um what we want from these handlers and their dogs, or maybe both. I don't know, but I get a little fired up here on that story. <laughs> but anyway, we need to go to a break, and we'll be right back. Hello, and welcome back to Pet Talk on WTIC. You're listening to Lori Fass on this behavior edition of the show. And you are more than welcome to call in. If you want to call in, it's 860-522-WTIC, which is 860-522-9842. And I will be in again next week. I'm usually not in two weeks in a row, uh, but I am next week. Anyway, uh, as I always suggest, or at least put it out there. If you want to talk to me off the air, just check my website, Lori Fast Dog Training, and you can get my phone number and my email address. And it just popped into my head. I might want to share this. I don't know why Google, I think, um, they, they made some kind of page. You, you know, you, look, you Google search a business. You want to know when the restaurant is open or whatever. And they decided they were going to put my hours. I never put anything in there. I don't have any hours listed in there. And uh, they listed the most bizarre hours. <laughs> it's I don't ha I don't keep those hours. So if you find me on, on Google and uh, it's telling you that my hours are whatever they say my hours are, they're not. OK, so you can call me anytime if I don't pick up the phone. It's because I can't. You leave a message. I call you back. Okay. So anyway, if you, I'm just saying, if you're trying to call me off the air, sometimes people have said to me, "Well, you know, I, uh, I didn't want to call you because it wasn't your hours." And I go, "How do you know what my hours are? My hours are by appointment, not, um, not the hours they said on there." So anyway, just public service announcement here. Okay, I think we have a caller. And we just need to wait a second until they're all clear. But anyway, um, I was talking before about uh, police dog stuff. And uh, as I said, I could probably go on, like do the whole show on that. But we're not going to do that because we're going to talk to Bonnie. Hi, Bonnie. Hi, Lori. How are you? I'm good. How are I'm, you? I well, I'm good. My dog is in so much. She had kennel cough. I go to a dog park in, in Kim, which is very wooded, wood chips, but they have a community dog bowl, which I think she got kennel cough from. Uh -huh. She's gotten, she's over that. It was two months ago. I kept her home for two weeks. But um, the last three days, because I go every morning, the last three days, she's been 
trying to vomit, but she vomits like um, it's clear. It's kind of a white okay. clear thing. It's not, so I don't, I want to see if there's any home remedies I can do or. Um, well, is she, is she just coughing? Is she, is she just coughing up um, like mucus? It's just like mucus. It's like a white, frothy, but clear. Yeah. Okay. Is she eating any weird things like grass or anything like that? No. She, okay. Sometimes she would eat grass, but I have I did take her swimming in a place, uh, town forest, but the water's supposed to be good there. Okay. Well, was um, was her throwing up related to time-wise drinking water from where you had her swimming or... Because uh, my dogs will throw up if I, you know, sometimes you see dogs outside and they're, for lack of a better way, I'll say they're like foraging around, you know, they, they lick the grass, they pick well, up. Well, well, at the dog park, she, she, she eats some of the, she's eating one of the wood chips. Okay. But she didn't throw up wood chips, she threw up like a bile. <laughs> well, okay. So I, don't, I mean, for, there's so many reasons why. You know, a dog might do that. I mean, and obviously you could call him when Dr. Dennis is on. She might have a different yeah. opinion. But how old is your dog? Year and a half. Okay. All right. I mean, if my dog is throwing up something like what you just described, um, I'm not going to get too upset about it unless they're doing it a lot. Okay. So well, I don't, she did for three mornings, but she acts fine otherwise. Okay. I don't know. Well, let me ask, is there any yellowness into her? No, none. Okay. None. All right. No. Um, is she drinking water too fast or not drinking enough water? She's never drank too much water. Okay. She, so, hard, she hardly drinks, she drinks water at the dog park, and I don't want her to drink that water. Right. <laughs> well, maybe when you yeah. go to the dog park, bring your own water. I'm going to start doing that, and then... Keep her away from that community. Well, when she's throwing up, is is it like a lot, like a lot of water, or just a little bit of mucus? A little, a little bit, but it's like she's done, and she's done it three, three mornings in a row. Yeah, she starts gagging. Yeah. Okay. Well, it could be allergies. I mean, before um, before I came uh, to the radio show today, I took a a herbal remedy called Fragrant Jade, (laughs) which sounds great, but it's just a pill. And it's good for um, allergy stuff. And part of the reason I took it is because I didn't want to be on the air going... (coughs) Because that's what I was doing. I felt like I was going to cough up stuff. And you can give Fragrant Jade to a dog oh wow okay okay so you know you ask for alternative I, I mean i do a lot of alternative stuff sometimes i get people scared with some of the stuff that i do but um like my own doctor i'll say i'm gonna do this what do you, what do you mean you're gonna do that and no i'd rather try things before i go to the vet and well i mean i'm trying to just yeah. sort of figure out what it might be, Um, you know, and obviously it could be a lot of things, but one of the things that, you know, there's a lot of pollen, there's a lot of bad air. And, you know, I know for myself, you know, if I start, sometimes I start choking and, you know, I'm not going to necessarily spit it up. I start drinking some water to calm it down. But after I take fragrant jade, um, it it works very well. Now I can give that to a dog? Uh, just look, yeah, you can give a dog fragrant jade and it's very good for allergies. Um, and, uh, you know, you can get it from Amazon. If you have trouble finding it, uh, then you can Mm -hmm. email me and I'll find it and send you a link. 
Okay, great. Okay, great, but great. that I mean, if I had to guess, and I'm, and it's just a guess, you know, I don't know. Um, I know. I don't know. I'd that, rather try everything be... before I result. Before yeah. I, I, know, I, I would do that maybe, uh, you know, before bed. Okay. Okay. And there's other um, homeopathic remedies. This is an herbal remedy. A homeopathic remedy is different um, for respiration and coughing and that kind of thing. Um, but, you know, if your dog isn't uh, drinking enough water to kind of maybe clear the mucus out, maybe you might want to. She never has. Yeah, well, maybe never. she needs a little more water um, and maybe you could get some bone broth. Oh, that's a good idea. Okay. And have her drink that or mix bone broth into the water so that when you go to the dog park, rather, because every, the dogs all want what the other one has, you know, oh, they're drinking yeah, that water. Right. It must be great, even though it's all yucked up, whatever. So if you yeah. had your own water and you had a little bone broth in it, what you have might even be better. Um, okay. But I think maybe drinking a little bit more fluid to kind of just thin out the mucus might not be a bad idea. Yeah. And I think you okay. could get her to drink a little more water by adding some bone broth to it. Okay, I just thought, like, what could this be? She never did this before. Well, the first thing I'm thinking allergies, but, if there's some kind of irritation and the mucus is being caused by the irritation. But I'm, I'm totally guessing, you know, and, and, and you know I'm not a vet. So, <laughs> but, you know, I don't run my no. dogs to the vet every time they're sick. I, you know, I'm already no, going to the poor house with the, my vet. They didn't, they didn't, use, they didn't used to do that in the old farm days, you know, and the dogs <laughs> well, yeah. outside and I mean, everyone to the vet. Yeah, and I, I do that with myself, too. So, you know, as I say, I drive my, my doctor crazy. But anyway, yeah. that's the end of the right, show. So I'm going to let you go. Have a great day. Well, Thanks for coming. I appreciate it. Thank you. Bye-bye. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 